My father, we thank you. Um, come and take control this evening. Um, we are we've taken our seats, we are present and we are ready for you to come and instruct us and come and uh, shed light even into this these thoughts of yours, this uh, these things which we've been learning. We ask come and take our hearts further uh, for for each of us there might be just one or two areas that light still need to be shared. I pray, Lord, you will help us um, to arrive at that place today in our conversation, our meditation, uh, through your spirit. Thank you, our Father. And Lord, I pray you will help me um, as I facilitate this discussion. You will help me and give me wisdom, Lord, mm -hmm. as we proceed. In, in Jesus' name, we pray. <clears throat> amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Good evening to everybody. Um, I trust you had a wonderful weekend, uh, awesome blessed weekend, and that your week has started off very well. Um, you're welcome again to, to life class. So uh, we have covered chapter two, uh, I think over two weeks now. Uh, thank God for uh, using Pastor Femi greatly uh, to bring so much clarity. So uh, I, I believe he has a lot of unique insight into, into the new birth. I mean, I think that um, prior to coming into a word of righteousness, he fellowshiped uh, the Lord, found grace to fellowship a lot around the new creation realities, waters. So and he's also been pastoring uh, for some time too um, with the with this light. So thank God for using him to bring so much clarity to uh, things surrounding the the new birth. Praise God. Um, so this new birth topic to me, I see it as is a very I mean it's a very simple subject, but yet it's still one of the most difficult. Uh, to understand, I think probably because I think most of the, there's a lot of cliche language around it. Um, you know, when you speak of new birth, being born again, and all of that stuff, um, you know, having your sins forgiven, there's a lot of cliche language uh, in Christianity. A lot of the lingo of Christianity hangs around this area, so um, but when it comes to the the true, I know the true understanding of what really, you know, what the new birth really is, what transpired, uh, what the dividends of the new birth is, and all of those things, we find out that we actually know very little about um, uh, what uh, what this thing. It's actually a, it's a it's a divine uh, it's a divine operation. Um, the the intervention of God to to man to save man um, was you know, started from the the new birth and the new birth is the doorway into all of the all of our hope and all the awesome and beautiful things which we aspire to in God uh, so it's good that we we spend enough time uh, we don't make assumptions about things. Um, I know many of us um, will feel like maybe we knew almost a lot of what was, has been taught so far. 
here, which is true and which is good. Um, but I feel maybe we can still spend some time um, just looking, just looking, maybe flipping the pages, still looking at um, what has been taught. And, and let's see if there's still a chance for the Spirit of God to, to breathe over it again, to breathe over our understanding of the new breath and see um, if we can have a conversation that will bless our hearts uh, before we close the chapter and move on uh, to the next to the next thing. Amen. And we'll, I just, the way I see it in my heart is just to maybe facilitate, um, maybe ask for questions if you have questions and also facilitate maybe certain points of discussion um, around the subject of new birth. So maybe first of all, um, I don't know, if anyone has a question or if you had a question from last week or the week before uh, that maybe you couldn't ask and uh, um, you can just go ahead, you can raise your hands and um, you can ask, you can ask the question um, if, you, if you have any. And you can do that as an, at any point, of course, um, you know that. Um, but if we, if no one has, if you do, if you do have a question, just uh, you can keep checking your heart if there's one. Um, if not, um, then maybe I will just ask my own questions and uh, um, we'll see um, how the Lord will, will lead us again. So um, I guess basic question. What does it mean to be born again? So who can just quickly answer that uh, for us? What does it mean to be to be born again? <clears throat> and anyone can go. What is to be born again? Good evening, Pastor. Okay. Um, good yes, evening. Sir. Is Sister Mayen? Oh, Sister Mayen, good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening, brethren. Wow. Yes. Okay, so um from my from the little understanding of everything our pastors have said, yes, what it means to be born again is to be recreated in your human spirit. Mm. It just means that you have made that declaration in John 10 with your mm. mouth and you believed in your heart, you yes. know, that Romans Jesus 10. is Lord. Mm. I'm sorry, Romans 10, yes. that Jesus is Lord and, you know, you are recreated in your human spirit. But that is just the gateway into taking the rest of the journey mm. so that your soul and your body can now also um, be redeemed. That's my little understanding. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, ma. Praise God. So uh, to be born again means to be, uh, to be recreated. Uh, to be recreated in our, in our spirit. Uh, uh, praise God. That's awesome. Um, so what does it mean to be recreated in our in the spirit, in our spirit. And um, wh where, where is the spirit that 
was there before. Um, what happened to that one? Sajef. Yes. I'll, I'll try my best. Okay, but, sir. Uh, yeah. So when, before we got born again, our mm. spirit was under the dominion of the devil. So our spirit wasn't quickened. We were okay. still under the dominion of the devil. Okay. When we gave our life to Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, mm. our spirit got quickened. Mm. So as the spirit got quickened, our spirit, um, our spirit man was now awake, got recreated. But mm. our soul wasn't saved because our soul was still needs to journey to salvation. Mm. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you so much, sir. No problem, sir. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, amen. Okay. Amen. So, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So, um, so I had, um, I still have the question in my um, that came up just now, which is, um, so I'm still just being still stuck at that point of recreation. What does it mean? Um, um, do we understand? Do know what that means? What does it mean that you um, you were you were recreated? Um, so if it's you're being born again, it's a new creation. So what happened to the, um, like, where is your, okay, the spirit inside me now is the new spirit. So where is the old one that was there before? Uh, can someone just use language? I want us to see, you know, true language we can, we can pursue understanding. Uh -huh. As a, there's a way we can use words to, to speak over it. Like I said before, there are a lot of cliche around just words that are said. Uh, but I want to see if you can use words to, to, to more of describe what do we mean when you tell somebody, okay, wow, you've been, your spirit has been recreated. What does that mean? Is there anybody who can help, help to, to do that? Speak more about it. Okay, Brian, please go ahead, sir. Uh, good evening, sir. And uh, yes. good evening, everyone. Um, so just as um, Antimayan and uh, Akan were talking, um, yes. in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, mm. if man be in Christ, mm. he's a new creature. Um, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Mm. Um, so one who is born again, um, just like Antimayan said, um, his spirit man is recreated. And as this scripture tells us, all things or the old man is done away with almost. And um, our spirits are recreated in Christ, um, which when I guess it using an example, spiritually speaking, it, the spirit man is our identity. Mm -hmm. and an example, I believe it was you, like yourself, Sergeant, a message you mentioned how um, when you're born again, it's almost like you are changing, in a sense, your citizenship. So it's like you are, you are now almost like a citizen of heaven in the sense that when you die, um, mm -hmm. when they check you, the, you, where you belong is heaven. But that does not mean, as understanding has come, that going to heaven, there's a difference between going to heaven and actually, you know, accessing heavenly realms or heavenly places, um, mm -hmm. um, speaking up about the soul. But just pertaining to your question, sir, it's just um, when, when one, uh, going from Romans 10, confesses with his mouth and believes with his, in his heart, um, his spirit man is recreated in Christ. So his identity in the spirit is Christ. And mm. his, the old man 
but his former spirit is done away with. Um, mm. But then there still has to be a journey that the soul has to take, essentially, sir. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Amen. Okay. Anyone want to want to uh, take a shot at that again? Um, to describe what happened to the to your spirit when you got born again. <clears throat> okay, Daniel, please go ahead. Good evening, sir. Good evening. So uh, I just wanted to um, say one of the things I remember recalled from the teaching, you know, was how Pastor Femi, you know, talked about responding, having the impulses towards God, you know, is that when, when we are born again, when we give our life to Christ, you know, what happens is that recreation is that, is they recreate, they, is a new creation. It wasn't, he said it wasn't forgiveness of sin. It wasn't the spirit man that they gave us was not a sinner. And this is a new creation entirely. And is that is that spirit that we saw in Genesis, the one that died, that they recreated that same, they recreated the spirit and gave us a new, you know, spirit that can now respond to God. So really what happened was when we died, when man died in that Genesis, you know, ability to respond, he used to say the capacity to respond to God was dead. So now they've given us a new spirit, you know, is that now we can now respond to towards, we cannot have impulses towards God. So he gave different physical example. And I know you read that John 3, the story of Nicodemus, you know, yes. that said, um, unless um, you can't, unless one is born again, you can't see. I know he said seeing is, you know, seeing is having the capacity to, is it having the capacity to understand? It's not the same thing as you know entering or having the ability to experience. So, yes. Yeah. So I, I I recall that part from the teaching. So being born again is just you know now you can now you can now respond to you can now have impulses towards God and um I think I'll I'll just rest. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much, sir. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for adding that aspect to it. So it means. So you're you're saying that being born again is uh, is um, there is is bringing a gives you a new ability right to have uh, to respond to God's impulses or have impulses um, towards God. Amen. Okay, Wesley, you are yes, you are, sir. Yes, good, sir. good evening, sir. Good evening, Hello. sir. I'm just going to follow up from um, what everyone has said and Daniel has said. Um, uh, just also based on the, what we've been seeing, how um, from, from the garden, starting from the first man, Adam, um, how yeah. he, when he disobeyed, he, um, his spirit died um, yeah. after eating the fruit. Uh, um, but just using scriptures, I, uh, if we look at uh, Job, we can see how, um, for example, it says that uh, the spirit of the ma- of a man is um is like a candle. Yes. Uh, also, if we look at um, I believe Psalms also it says that will lighten. Okay. My, that would light my candle. Yeah. Um. So I I almost kind of see it as um, um there was a specific light Adam had. Yeah. Um, in his spirit, which um obviously. 
um, through scriptures also we understand that that was an Adamic light. Um, okay. But I see as, as that light went off, um, now as when you're, when you are like Antimayan said, when you um, believe Romans chapter 10, when you confess him as your Lord and you believe that he was raised from the dead, um, I believe that that is, um, that is a light up of your spirit man. Now, I also see that light up as how Titus chapter 3 said it. He says, um, chapter th- Titus chapter 3 verse 5, he says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. This mm-hmm. is by washing of regeneration. So I see, I see that that spirit, that spirit that was dead was regenerated, was given mm-hmm. new genes. Um, I see that as the light of but the genes that it was given are not the Adamic genes, um, but Christ genes. So it was it was lit up. Um, yeah. So just to add that, just to add to what everybody was saying, that it was regenerated um mm-hmm. because it was it had it, not that it was um when it says dead. Um, mm. I don't. I don't think he's dead as in latent. I think he's dead as in he had a different gene that, as Daniel said, that kept him separated away from God. Um, mm. But it was regenerated, meaning it was given a new gene. Because, yeah. as Brian mentioned, our spirit is is not just something abstract. It's our. It's actually us. It says, as um, Reverend Kentigan says, that I am first of all a spirit. Um, mm. Yes, so I think that spirit was given a new gene. It was regenerated. Mm. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, you brought up some things. Now, I think you you brought in the concept of now um, we saw in the Old Testament where you said the that the spirit of a man is the is the candle of the Lord, right? And then searching the inward parts of the belly. So, so you're saying that um, that new birth is also like the lighting of a can of a candle. You know, the Bible was saying also in uh, in the book of John that is He that lighted every man. Yes. That, yes. That cometh into the world, right? That's that's John chapter. Just is that chapter one. Chapter one, yes, sir. Yes, John chapter one. So, 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 lighted every man that come. It means every man, if the the spirit of a man is, is God's candle. Um, amen. Praise the Lord. What does it mean? The, the spirit of a, of a man is is the candle of the Lord. So, so it means the spirit of, of a man is the bearer of light. Right. It's, should be the bearer of a type of light, and and uh, when you when you compare that with that John chapter one, okay, let's read John chapter one. Let's let's open it if you can open that place, um, and uh, let's read it. Um, I don't know if Wesley, if you want to help us read that John chapter one. Okay, so I can I can help out. Um, John chapter one says um. You know what? Just, hold on. Let's read. Let's read the Proverbs one first. That Proverbs chapter twenty. Okay. Uh, read, read Proverbs twenty verse twenty-seven quickly. Proverbs twenty twenty-seven. Yes. Um, almost there. Sorry. It says, "The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, mm. searching all the inward parts of the belly." 
praise God. So the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the the inward inward parts of the belly. So uh, the spirit of, of man is, is a candle, right? Okay, then let's see that John chapter one. Okay. Um, I'll start from one chapter. Uh, sorry. I'll just start from eight, one eight. It says, um, he was not that light, but okay. was sent to bear witness of that light. Yes. That was the true light, yeah. which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Okay, so... So this is an aspect of the, of course, this light they're speaking of in John 1, that's the Logos, right? Yes, sir. So, so it means that there's an aspect of the Logos. And it's very clear that that Logos in chapter 1 of, of John is the same Logos that appeared in Genesis chapter 1, right? Yes, sir. So if that same Logos appeared in Genesis and through that same Logos we saw um, that creation there means that it's very clear that there are many things that can come out of the logos. Logos, yes, sir. Right, and um, and even when it comes to the physical things that were made, um, you, you know, John one put it clearly. What did John one say that um, without him, right, was not anything? Any... Can you can you go back and read that part again? Yes. Um, it says, um, all things were made by him. That was by who now? By the Logos. Okay. And without him, uh, was not been made that was made. Yeah, so uh, for those who might be new to that word, Logos, Logos just means word, right? So in John chapter 1, when he says, in the beginning was the word, the Greek word there is Logos. Um, so, and then he said, in the beginning was the word, the word was, word was with God, and the word was God. And then the same, that is the same word, was in the beginning with God, and then all things were made by him. So, so that gives you a sense that everything can come out of the Logos, right? And so, Wesley, what you read there later down, what verse was that where you said that it's that same logos that lighted every man. That was verse nine, sir. Verse nine, right? Lighted every man that mm -hmm. cometh into the world. Praise God. So, so it's very clear that if we're talking about the lighting of a man, mm -hmm. I will know that what they are lighting. Going going by what the Holy Spirit said in that Pro Proverbs chapter twenty, is that is that spirit of the man which is God's, which is the candle of the Lord. Right. Yes, so, so if the spirit of man is his candle, then it, then it means that as man is coming into the, to the world, every soul that is coming in, every spirit, sorry, that came into the world came with a light, according to John chapter 1, right? So there was a light that everybody who was coming bears, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. So now this is, this. I love this. I love this because this is giving us... Um, a bit of a context that we need to add to understand, I believe, maybe the new birth, um, which is that when we're, when we are, and also to understand the word creation, what is the meaning of creation when you say new creature or a new creation that, um, you know, there's a way to, to think about creation 
just in the terms of, um, you know, almost um, in terms of this thing didn't exist before. So when it's created now, it's now here, which is true. Uh, which is true, but there's a way you can think about that in a spatial sense. I don't know if that's the right word. In a spatial sense, where you say, "Ah, this thing was, this space was vacant before, because this thing wasn't here, and then now this thing is here, so there's now it now occupies this space." So, so there's that concept, uh, which maybe is the default sense, which we we think of when we hear creation or something is created um, but I, I feel that what we are seeing um, might be pointing that there might be more to that mm-hmm. um, that so um, there might be more to so it seemed it seem like that that spirit of a man that, which is the which is the real man uh, that spirit of a man, is is the is the bearer of a light, mm. right? Is the bearer of a light, and it seemed like that that candle, which um, Proverbs speaks about, it almost seems like it can bear different lights. Right. Mm. Right. So because and also what it seems to me too is that there is a light with which we. In our in the candle of our spirit man, there's the light that we came into this world with. That candle was bearing a certain light, um, and then um, um, if that um, that light, that that new birth. So, is it possible that the that the new birth is the is the is the exchange of is it the is it the exchange of is it the bringing in of another light you know to that candle um or is it that um is it light god lightening the candle again um because um and then we have to also we have to take um we have to take into consideration, and I'm be looking into some other scripture. We have to also take into consideration all the different states, you know, um, of man. So, I think based on our study, which we have seen already in this book, um, I don't know if anybody saw that, um, but I also I saw it when Pastor Femi was teaching last week, um, especially when he got to the end of towards the end of it and it was now talking about you know a different you can talk about age of accountability about a child you know uh, mm-hmm. and all that so what that opened up in me was like was more seeing different the different states which a man can journey through and for me what I'm seeing the first state which is that initial state of being coming with a light where we have been lit by the logos, right? And because it's clear that our spirit, every one of us, your spirit came out of the logos, right? So, and everyone came into the world lit, you know, by the logos. Um, but what I'm seeing is another, another state where the light which you came with died, 
right, which is seems to be that spiritual death, uh, which we've been talking about, right, even right from uh, chapter one. And, and it seems that spiritual death, uh, because when a person is dead spiritually, it's like the, the spirit doesn't cease to exist, right? The, the person doesn't cease to exist. Um, and I mean, it, it's not that that person, is it that that person is without a spirit anymore? I don't believe so because that person is still there, is still a spiritual entity, still a man. So it means that there is a state of a man who has, who has a spirit, but has his light put out, which uh, to me uh, will be the state of, when he speaks about the age of accountability, right? And um, uh, when I, what I see at this age, this age of accountability, um, I don't know. Before, maybe we can we can ask that question later. Maybe that will be something to also look into uh, later on. But what about? It seems that based on our outline, there is something called age of accountability. Now, what is that age? Is it a physical age? Is it age five, six, seven? What is it? Is it like a spiritual age? What is it? Um, but it seems based on our text, it told us that there's something called the age of accountability, which God considers. And, at, so, and it seems like that age of accountability is the age where um, righteous sin can be imputed and sin can have its, its, um, uh, its result in the soul and can lead to spiritual death, right? Which seems could be the extinguishing of that light. Then... And then if that's the case, if the removal of that light is the spiritual death, then so it seems then that the new creation is, is the relighting of the candle of, him, of that man, which is the spirit, right, of the man and bringing in another light, which is a different light from the first light that was in the spirit of the man. So that a new creation man is the is the bearer of a new light than the light which he bore before um before spiritual death um occurred praise god i don't know if anybody understood what i just tried to describe here um, but um now using the scripture to uh, i guess the, the scripture that brings sort of more thoughts about this is I also notice um, two, um, like two, it's like two concepts who are, that are almost used interchangeably, uh, which is first of all the concept of new birth being a recreation or a creation. That's one concept, and then the second concept is new birth being a resurrection. Um, so let's just read, of course, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Um, it says, for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and then behold, all things are become new. Uh, but then in other verses of the scripture, let's say, for example, Ephesians. Let's see Ephesians chapter 2 that speaks about this new creation in a different light, not in terms of 
being of the activity of creation, but in a different way. Let's read. If someone can read Ephesians chapter 2 for me, verse. Ephesians 2, verse. Let's see. From. Okay. From verse 1. Okay, let's read from verse 1. Anyone can read, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead, sir. Uh, you are the quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in the time past? Verse 1 only? Yes. No, keep going on. We'll read all the way down. I will tell you when to stop. Okay. Yes. And you are the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. When in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the yeah. spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and where by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, mm -hmm. his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved, and had raised us up together, and yeah. made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's Yes. Okay. So this is the, the main point here that I want to emphasize, which is uh, from, but God, who is rich in mercy, right? For his great love, wherewith he loved us, then even when we were dead in sins. So now, so you see this state of being dead in sins. Um, um, so this state of being dead is not a state of non-existence, of maybe there was nothing there. Um, you know, maybe like, okay, you were, we had spirit, soul, and body. And when the spirit died, there was no longer spirit anymore, only soul and body. Then God came and bring the, brought the new creation. No. So it means that there was a, still a spirit when we were dead in sins, that there was a spirit there, right? Um, but then that spirit, that's what he's saying here, we're dead in sin. But when he came, the word quicken means uh, resurrected, right? That he then, he had quickened us together with Christ. That by grace are you saved, and then and had raised us up together and made us sit together where in in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So um I, I what I'm seeing here is two two things here. So how does this is my, my question? I want to throw it up. Um if the Holy Spirit can inspire us to see to bring to explain or something is how does something new being created how is how can that be the same thing or by what understanding or is that the same thing as something dead being resurrected right because the, the bible is using the same thing right because if something let's say if something dies now a person dies you see them there this person is dead right so but how is being resurrection the same as creation 
Uh, I don't know if you still understand my question there. Uh, and if you can, um, if you have any insight into this. Okay, Wesley, please go ahead. So I can try my best with what with what the understand that you just explained now. Okay. I think before you ask, I try and restate the question. I don't know, because no one is answering me. So I don't want to I don't know if okay. maybe what I said, you know, sometimes uh -huh. okay. Okay. Yeah. Um okay. Pastor Jeff was I guess the question you threw out is that you're trying to say that for our human spirits, the Bible is using two different um, um, explanations for what happened during new birth. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is that it we were, it's almost as if we were dead and resurrected. So mm -hmm. you were dead in sins, but then you were quickened. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then Corinthians, second Corinthians is, um, is also using a different um, a different state to describe that new birth in which it's a creation mm. as okay. if something is created that was never there before also. Yes. So, so and, and the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, we, we're using the English language, right? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. And in English language, just to resurrect something and to create something are not the same thing. Yes, sir. You agree with me? Does everyone yeah. agree with that? Mm. Uh, so... Those are two different concepts. To resurrect something means to give life back to something and then to create something. Another. So how do we, what understanding, how can we understand um, those, those two? I, I don't want to say which is it because it seems like, I mean, somehow they must be the same thing. You know what I mean? So if the Bible uses them like that, almost interchangeably, but what, how do we understand uh, those things? Praise, praise God. Mm. Please go ahead, sir. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, sir. Um, from, from what I understand in um, Ephesians 2, verse 5, um, I'll just read it again. It says, even when we were dead in sins, yeah. had quickened us together with Christ. By mm -hmm. grace, he has saved. Um, what, what I see there is, um, is that our Lord Jesus Christ um, brought, brought in a new creation mm. that um, that was it was there before the foundation. That creation was there, but as Hebrews as Hebrews said it, that he authored and he finished something. Um, meaning, if if he just just as an example, that if he never came, mm. um, if he was never present in this world is that that creation would never exist to man, meaning nobody would have ability or have a way mm. of accessing that creation. Mm. Yeah, so that's how I see the two states in which when they say a new creation is mm. not, is also quickening, but I see it as, um, because not until he died and he was resurrected before anyone could access that creation, but before he came and died, mm. that creation was inexist like it was not existing to man, not that it was not there, but mm. no one has brought 
it in with him, our Lord Jesus. No one has altered it or brought it forth to um, the realm of man. So that's why I see the two in which um, it was when he came and he died and he resurrected. He It's a new creation in which we can access it. Um, okay. By accessing it, we are quickened. So that's how I see the two. Okay. Praise God. Ah, Wesley, uh, thank you, sir. Okay. There was any, can, is there someone who can try and maybe, if you really feel you got what Wesley said, if you can explain. Okay, David, you have your hands raised up. Please go ahead, sir. Yeah. Okay, just going off what Wesley said, <clears throat> I see it like exactly the same way, but like in a sense, it's coming to me more like um, how you try to use maybe medicine to explain. It, it's more, it's, I see it somewhat, somewhat like a transplant. And yeah. so in, in what Wesley said, in Jesus already, that creation was done. Yeah. <clears throat> Right, so the the let's say maybe the organ or the spirit was already created in Christ Jesus, mm. but without him coming and without us accepting him, we can't okay. receive that thing into let's say our bodies, right? So yes. the, the the new organ or the new spirit can be mm. sewn in or joined to the um dead or the lifeless body in a sense so that joining you can see that as maybe the resurrection or the quickening which okay. happens when we accept or when we agree with um what he has done or when we receive him as our lord but the creation in itself mm. it was already done in mm. Jesus, basically mm. thank you jesus thank you thank you amen Amen. Thank you. So let me try and restate uh, the answer. Okay, maybe before I do, I don't know. Is there anybody who will try to maybe restate what they just said? I don't want to assume but what I'm thinking. I fully understood what Wesley and David are saying. That, does anybody want to try maybe from your own, or, if, or even if you want to speak about your own understanding of it, or you want to just reiterate in your own language, um, what the what you understood from what they said, please, someone. Okay, let me just try a little bit. Um, Thank you, sir. Yes, I think we have to look at it from two aspects, two perspectives, mm. um, location, and so let's say resurrection. Now, resurrection mm. has to do with where we are presently, mm. but recreation. Oh, oh sorry. But creation means we are coming into existence in a location that we did not exist before. Mm. So two different things, not two different things. The same thing is happening, but it has two, um, two aspects to it. So it's like a coin, mm. the back and front. So the, the back is that we have been resurrected. Mm. We haven't left this world. But the front is that we, our spirit is showing up in another world in Christ Jesus, which is the new, new, new world that we have been created into. So you still have, you, you, you still have um, like a dual, uh, not dual situation, but like a dual operation in which okay. you're in a new location, but you still are lighting a property of yourself yes. that exists in the old location. So resurrection and creation. 
praise God. Amen. I, I, okay. I, I believe I got what you said, sir, but I'm not that fast in terms of thinking. <laughs> uh, um, praise God. So, so, so you're saying, which one is the resurrection? Which one is creation? Creation is showing up in a new location where you did not exist before. Okay. So in that in that realm, you've just been created in that in that. Yes, realm. just like you did not the, the heaven and earth were not there before. Yes, sir. You've just been created, so you're showing up in a new world where you did not exist before. What is that world, sir? The new world where we are. in Christ Jesus, which is okay. the new the new heaven. Yes, sir. Okay. Right. Mm. Wow. Oh, thank you. Okay. What is the resurrection, sir? Resurrection is like you had said before, like quickening the candle that yes. another kind of light before, or we can say that was dead, that had mm. no rest to God. So, mm. but quickening it in such a way that it still has a function here. Yes. Though it has been created somewhere else and it's yeah. showing up a new location, it yes, still sir. has a function here because it still has properties that are attached to it, that it has to pull from this present creation into the new creation. The new creation. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, yes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Tammy, uh, I saw you raised your hand. Uh, Brian, will come to you, but let's hear Tammy first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This conversation is honestly quite quick. Um, the, the, so one thing I was, I'm just trying to understand. So are we saying that kind of creation is something that happened in Christ? So essentially, right, man died from the beginning and Christ was the person that then, you know, was the first new man to be created, as we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, ultimately. And then that resurrection process, is that what then happens when we are born again? So when we give our life to Christ, so I'm almost seeing um, and you may correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong, sir. So that creation is a work that was done in Christ ultimately, but the resurrection is something that we have to come into or that we come into rather at new birth, sir. Oh. Okay. Tell me, one thing I will say about your question is, uh, it's just an observation from the scriptures, uh, is that it seems to me that both creation and resurrection are actually used with reference to even Jesus himself. You know what I mean? Not yes, just Sahan. So the resurrection part is also a part of, is also because when they would say we are raised together with him, right? Yes, I think that's yes. the language of um, chapter of Ephesians 2 that and had raised us up together. So so even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together and had raised us up together and then make us sit together. So we together, together. Mm. So, uh, so that resurrection side, so it's seeming that it's something that Jesus also was had, had a recreation experience mm. and also had the resurrection experience. Mm. Yeah. That's what it's seeming, it's seeming to me from the scripture. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank so, you, sir. Yes, if I may kind of clarify with what um, Mr. John was saying. So it's almost 
it's it's not really separate, but it's yeah. almost a dual operation that occurs. Mm. If if yeah, okay, I'm able to catch it a bit more, sir. Thank you. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, okay. Um, Brian, I think Brian, you had your hands raised. Yes, sir. Good evening. Um, There's something I wanted to add. Um, by God's grace, I, I'm hoping I'm praying it in line with what everybody has said. Um, but looking at Romans 6, um, just from, I guess, verse, verse 3 to maybe verse 6. Mm. Read very quickly, sir. Um, yes. It says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were mm. baptized into his death. Mm. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Mm. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by mm. the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Mm. For if, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that mm. the body of sin might be destroyed, and that henceforth we should not serve sin. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to maybe just also introduce um, kind of this these scriptures, because I was kind of seeing the light of baptism. Mm. Um, how, um, for instance, um, you know, when taking an example of somebody who is getting baptized, you know, when you're being, the person you are before mm. you're dipped into the water is not the mm. same person as when you are being raised up out of it mm. and i remember on saturday um you were talking about um you know the the world of truth or the realm of truth where when somebody who somebody who is born again it's almost like their spirit is is alive or is out is if i can use the word alive to that realm or dwells in that realm and again just talking about how you know it's that world is so how I will, how in a kind of Im imagery sense, I was seeing it as someone's spirit who was being baptized into Jesus's death, and then as being raised up, he's being raised up into a new world, into the world of yeah. of new realities, or it's a world that is to come that is separate from the present. Yeah. And so, um, previously, before that person gave their life to Christ, yeah. their spirit was not was not known in that realm. But then the moment they died and were resurrected, they were yeah. like a new creation happened where and like their identity was found there in, in a sense. Uh, it's just where I was kind to um just trying to pull out from these verses. And then the death and resurrection, of course, using baptism. Um, I guess that mo is more self-explanatory. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh Okay. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hmm. Amen. Wesley, your hand is still up. Okay. Yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I won't take too much time. I just I just thought maybe um a scripture, I think Tammy quoted it, but I don't know if he mentioned if he read it, mm. but it's First Corinthians 15 that gives us a sense of uh, of everything in the when it says creation and um, resurrection mm. uh, is first Corinthians 15 22 I know he, I know he said first Corinthians 15 but he didn't read this but I don't know if that is where he was going to mm. but uh, 
It says, for as in Adam all die. It says, even so in Christ mm. shall all be made alive. So that, uh, I don't know if that kind of helps also explain, because when it says in Christ, yes. it's, almost, it's almost given in Christ, who is a new creation. Okay. Um, then shall all be made alive. It's almost giving those two, that two sense also, creation and resurrection, made alive. Yes. Christ as in creation. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that, that scripture brings it to brings those things together. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it says in, in Adam all died, but then in Christ shall what shall all be shall all be made be right. made alive. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So so what I'm seeing, I'm seeing the the uh, I'm seeing the human spirit, um, the human spirit in its in its states. The human spirit in its states in the, in the first state where it's bearing a light, but that light which it was bearing made the spirit present in the first creation. And that was that initial creation of, of when they when they made man. They let us make man in our image. And so that made man present in so so it seemed as though man living um made man present in the first in the first creation. Hmm. Made man present in the first creation. Man was alive because of the initial life of Adam. But the Bible said then that in that first Corinthians 15, that in Adam all died. So, so we see the, the other state of man where man lost that life. Right. Um, but hmm. Then man died. So then I, I'm, I'm now seeing also that that dead state of man, it seems like that's what the scripture calls, calls the nature of the, the old man. So the old man is also a kind of spirit, right? And um, from the scripture, it doesn't, seem that the old man is referring to Adamic life, like the state of the, like you cannot, I don't think you can take a man, someone who just got born, uh, sorry, who just born into the world and then call, that has that initial light of the first creation. And I don't think you can call that the old man because the Bible calls the old man as a nature that is corrupt, right? The, the old man is, is corrupt um, according to, you know, deceitful loss and all of those things. Uh -huh. So um, that old man, so it means that it's, it's very clear that what and what God created at the beginning was not corrupt, right? God did not create a corrupt man. So when he speak about the light, that lighted every man that came into the world, that wasn't a corrupt man. So, um, so, so this, this seems as if the scripture speaks about the state of 
a man who is that candle of the Lord, but without um, the, a, a light which God gave anymore. And he calls that state as being an old man, right? Or, and I, the Bible doesn't call the old man maybe in terms of uh, creation or anything. Um, but it's a state that seems like it has fallen below the initial first creation of God. And then that old man is who they call dead. And that man is dead in trespasses and in sin. And then putting together what everybody has said. Um, so what I'm seeing is that that old man is dead. That old man was alive before but not alive in Christ. So he was alive before in the old creation, but he wasn't alive. So is, I'm seeing that there are different states of living when it comes to the living state of a, of a spirit that a man can be. There was the first living state, uh, which how like Adam was in and all of the men, and which also, when the baby just comes, it's very clear that God will not send the baby fresh, spiritually dead. God can't send something dead into the world. That will God send something old or something corrupt. So it's very clear when the baby comes, a baby has a spirit. But that spirit has a light, and that spirit is not dead. So And that spirit is not corrupt. So you can't call that spirit the old man. But when that spirit then dies, means the light is removed. It becomes corrupt, it becomes dead. So that's a state. Uh -huh. So in that state, that, that person is dead. And, so, and also being dead and putting out everybody I said together also means that that person who is dead does not exist in the new creation. And so for a person, for a spirit to exist in the new creation, that spirit has to receive a new light. That candle of that spirit has to receive a new light. And the light which, the new light which that candle will receive is called Christ. And then immediately that light comes on the new candle. That same, that same um, instant or the same act or the same event of that candle receiving the new light, it is the event or is the same event as appearing in the new creation, right? And it is also the same event of being resurrected. Uh -huh. So resurrection in the sense that something that did not have any, did not have spiritual life before, uh -huh. receiving spiritual life, that is resurrection. Something that did not have spiritual life before, re receiving spiritual life, that's resurrection. But furthermore, what the new birth entails or what the, the new birth speaks about, is not just alone that it is a resurrection. It is the kind of resurrection it is that it is a soul not being raised back into the life they had before, 
but rather, sorry, the spirit. The spirit not be raised into the life it had before, but rather the, the, the spirit being raised with a new life, which is called Christ. And so that new life, which you raise the spirit with, the life itself is the new creation. So that new creation, like so resurrection, being raised together with Christ is the receiving of the new creation into the, the, our spirits. Uh -huh. And then when we receive the new creation, then according to scripture terms, that person has, of course, you've been recreated but now you have the new creation. So the new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, if any man be now, if any man be in Christ, or if any man be found in Christ or in the realm of Christ, then we know that by being found there, you are a new creation because only new creations uh, have access to the world of Christ. Uh, so, and of course, new creation means the new man, which God created. Um, okay, praise God. I'm sorry, most of what I said was just to crystallize my own understanding, but I hope you are, <laughs> you are being blessed by that. Um, Emmanuel, sorry, you have your hands raised. Please go ahead. <clears throat> Bruce, I wanted to ask a question. Yes, sir. Based on what you have said. Um. I'm just thinking, I have two questions. Yeah, just ask. Yes, yeah. You know, the first question I have is more, you know, with this understanding of almost, you know, the spirit now, you know, we've seen that first creation spirit, yeah. the old man, you know, and also this new creation, you know, understanding this, you know, different, this thing, how would you say it happened in Jesus, if I may ask? What is that? Uh, did he go through, you know, that light when he came? Like, you know, the light that everyone comes in and did at some point, did he die? Or, you know, how did he get to maybe the new creation or something? Mm -hmm. Or what's the journey there? Second question I had is almost like in that death part. Mm -hmm. Is it in any way, mm -hmm. I know that you talk about it. Yeah. Or later, does it in any way um, collide with that that accountability you're talking about? You know, what yeah. is the thing of you know dying and yeah. like, you know a son that you know it comes to this world with the you know uh, first creation spirit yeah. at some point? You know, dying does that have anything to do with accountability? Yeah. And is that is there a possibility of even skipping that phase? Maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything like that from <laughs> you know the uh, first creation to the new creation. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything like that. I don't know if you understand my question, sir. Yeah, I, I think I do. I think I do. Uh, okay, your first one. Your first one. If does anyone have a, maybe an, an insight into that? Uh, you want to share? Okay, Brian, uh, please go ahead. Yes, sir. Good evening. Sorry, I just wanted to um, maybe say a few points and maybe others can also add to it. But um, concerning Jesus, 
for the first question Ima asked, uh, no scripture says um, that he was tempted at all points, uh, yet without sin. And one of the ways that, you know, obviously, like, say, for, for, for every for every person, every spirit that comes into the world, that first estate, how they die is like um, Pastor Femi said, and like you've also reiterated today, is that when you get to that age of accountability to be able to discern to a, a degree or to a measure between right and wrong. And of course, um, at a very young age, a child that's growing up in a home that, um, you know, where there are spirits. I know you've, in a recent message, you actually mentioned that the home is highly spiritual. And that is where a lot of culturing and um, that's, that's, a, that's a very, that's a place where um, souls are basically conditioned to, or natures are being developed initially um, for it. Like, I think like you said, that the home is where a lot of natures that are found in us, that we get that foundation from the home before later on, you know, spirits, um, start training us and they become, I guess, more solidified. But where I'm just going essentially is that in the terms of Jesus, um, because he was without sin, I believe that looking at that place in Proverbs, how um, the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. Since we've established that the spirit um, um, is a carrier of light and that light can be changed, I believe that maybe Jesus, um, and again, I'm just saying, so maybe he came in, with the same natural or maybe Adamic spirits that everyone comes into the world with. Yeah. But at some point, by, by, um, by not falling for temptation or not committing sin, it got to a point in his journey where there maybe would have been a change of light in his spirit man um, that would have become recreated in a sense. And um, for, for, for us who, um, you know, again, from young a very young age we come into this world um our parents for maybe lack of understanding lack of knowledge maybe yeah. they, they groomed us in a particular or cultured us in a particular way and that culturing was as was a product of of thoughts that were given to them by spirits or the that the home basically um unless unless the parents are able to raise a spiritual um um, or put forth a spiritual culture in the home, anything that they use to raise up that child will be a would basically lead the child to death or be a product of the of the world, essentially, if I can put it that way. And so when a child grows up in such an environment, all their decisions are being made from things that they see their parents or how their parents have raised them up or spirits or their environment has raised them up. And as a result, when they keep making um, the wrong choices or they keep sinning, then that Adamic spirit dies and becomes an old man, yeah. which then later in life, um, you know, when, you know, mercy finds them grace and they, they again, Romans 10, believe with their heart, confess with their mouth. That's when the rebirth or regeneration, or sorry, recreation happens. Yeah. Um, but I believe that if, if a father and a mother um, yeah. who have been faithful um, with truth, and have are able to cultivate a spiritual atmosphere in their home. Um, they themselves having enough stature to raise their kids in the way they should go. I believe it might be possible, or it is possible for a child to maybe not. Again, I, I don't know, but I believe it might be possible for a child to not have to go through that process of their spirit dying 
but might just re recreate it essentially. That is what I wanted to say, sir. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Ah, thank you, Father. Um, I, I feel like we have we've arrived at arrived at the the most difficult, the more difficult side of this uh this subject. Um we just talking about how what how these things played out in Jesus is not very very easy. Um I think um what the Lord can help. I think there's a way to um there's a way to see or to maybe maybe the best word is in fear because I know of course the scripture there will be more um in the baptism there will be more light shed on the scripture you know as time goes goes on surely now in the last times a lot of things are being made clearer so I know everything will be made clear to us but um I think that there are some things that we can uh, point we can see in scripture that can give us a bit of indication um because Brian I love your the angle you came from I love your your the I love the light you're using to speak uh so you're using you're using scripture light to try to answer um the question so so if Jesus came with the spirit then then you are, you are you are using you are doing spiritual calculation you know saying that okay Jesus did not sin so because if we know that what kills that initial spirit that man brings is sin when the person becomes comes into the age of accountability and they begin to go against what's right then that and we know that Jesus Christ was tempted in all point but without sin so um then it seems to suggest that um that that might have never occurred to Jesus in terms of the the dying of his spirit, um, but that he that somehow he must not be able to enter the new creation. And this and so why I said this is a more difficult subject because there are then and thank God for the, the scripture there are then or there are other sides of this of the scripture that we have to then bring into perspective when uh, we, we talk about Jesus's peculiar case because Jesus was a was peculiar, of course, in many ways. Um, now, one of the things that I'm that I see um, about Jesus's own what is that um, that if um, there's one thing I'll just say plainly um, that. Um, and what I'm saying here is based on a lot of scripture, understanding of scripture, and many things that if Jesus' spirit didn't die, then it is it's difficult to see how he could have gone to hell. Because we know that he didn't go to hell based on the sin in his, of his soul. When I say his soul, I mean that there was no sin in his mind, in his thought, in his in his heart. There wasn't so everything out there, you know, what he actually did just by himself um was 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 above board, he was righteous. Um but I feel like the answer to this question is in is you find this answer 
on the cross. So you all know, you all know because the, the cross you find you you won't find this answer unless you 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 take a closer look at what happened on the cross or that season or the journey to the cross that resulted in Jesus going to hell because we know from scripture he went to hell. We know from scripture that he went to hell. And we know that that what makes a soul or a spirit, because the spirit, the soul is attached to the spirit, the soul is what the spirit wears, the garment of which, which the spirit wears, which, and the soul is like the same way you use your body to walk around in the physical world. That's how the same way you use your soul to move in the, in the spiritual world. So, so the soul is a garment upon the spirit. Uh -huh. But that spirit is the real man. And we know that Jesus Christ went down into hell. Like when he died, his spirit, we know that Jesus, when he gave up the ghost, when he died, his spirit did not go up. You know, if you read a lot of Kenneth Hagin, he, 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 Kenneth Hagin died for some time. And then God brought him back. He actually died a number of times. And he was almost going down, sinking down to hell. But the Lord intervened and brought him back. So if you read Kenneth Hagin, you have a sense of that kind of what happens once a person just dies, you know. And uh, so, and the other other things that, he, other um, experiences he have had also with somebody who had died before, who was also heaven bound. So, um, you know, but we know that for Jesus, when he died, his spirit did not go up. We know that something took his spirit down. Word. All right. So, and and I, I will just put this to you based on my scriptural, just based on scriptural maybe um, understanding, and and you can see if it sits in your heart. Um, is that um, there was there was a way now, and I don't know if Satan knew this. It's possible maybe maybe he knew, maybe he didn't know, but there's but there is a, there's actually a way for a person for a person's spirit for for the for the sins of others to be imputed to a person's spirit then that i believe that is what that is what kills the spirit of jesus so and and that's why that's we need to understand the, the the gravity when you think of think about the cross. What Jesus Christ did, you have to understand. It wasn't just beating. What Jesus suffered wasn't just beating. Beating is that physical beating. Men can go through things. Men can go through beating and bruising. So when we think about Jesus, what he sacrificed for us, it's not that they beat him. Thank God, they, it's true they beat him. But some there are people on the earth who have undergo who have gone through more worse beating physically and torture than Jesus did, did physically. I'm not, I'm not downplaying Jesus' physical beating and torture and all that, but I'm telling you there are some people who, and, uh, who have gone through wars and who died. But So not, it's not that, that physical suffering is not the main suffering of Jesus. What Jesus really, really suffered, first of all, is the fact of him coming down from his form of God to become a man. That's the first part. Then after that, that was the halfway of his journey, his descension. But after he became here, which is the, the, the point where the Logos, where his spirit became like the first man, like where he, he came and, and also had the had first Adamic spirit, that was a descension for him. 
according to Philippians chapter 2, but that was in the end. The, the main suffering of Jesus was that a righteous man who never sinned on the earth should suffer the death of his spirit because of the sins of others. That was the sacrifice of Jesus. So, and, and that was what happened on the cross, that there was an and I don't know how, there are many things that God knows that we don't. We don't know how that transaction happened or what made it possible, what, what made the legal, make that spiritual legal allowance per, that made it permissible for them to take the sins that other men have committed and impute it into the spirit of another man. Right. So, David, you're, 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 you're putting... Second Corinthians five verse twenty one. Okay, um, let's read that. Can do you want to read it? You can just read it to us, please, before I go ahead. Mm. Uh, and just is what you're just saying. It said for he made for he had made him to be sin for us. Sin. Yes, who knew no sin? Who knew sin. Do you see that? Yeah. So that wish can become the righteousness, righteousness of, of God, God. Where? In, in him. In him. You see. So when the Bible says to to they made him, right? Now what made they made him, they made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin? It's very clear, it wasn't his soul that they made sin, right? They didn't make Jesus Christ's mind sin, they didn't make his heart sin, right? He didn't Jesus never sinned in his mind and his heart because he never gave into temptation. But so it's very clear that is it possible for them to have made him sin? I mean, his spirit sin without his spirit dying spiritually. You know, it, it comes clear that it's not possible. Right. Another way, another way to see it is that if he didn't die in his spirit, and we've already done the calculus, spiritual mathematics that the new creation comes through and resurrection are inseparable. So if he didn't die in his spirit, then why did he need to be raised? Where did he, was he raised from? Was he a living person that they raised? The, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That So there, there's, there are a lot of evidences. There are a lot of things in scripture that point to the fact that Jesus actually experienced spiritual death in his spirit. But it wasn't spiritual death because of his own. Means he didn't deserve to die spiritually, but he died spiritually for others. And God did, made set it up that way. So that when it's time to impute another man's righteousness to you, there can never be question. It must happen both ways. Right? That's what that Romans 5, see Romans 5. Romans 6, that's what I um, was talking about. That is the same kind of, we, all we know is that there's a transaction like that in the spirit where you can take the sin of one man, impute it into another, and kill that his spirit. And in the same vein, there's a way you can take the righteousness which another man did and impute it to, into a dead man and he will become righteous. Are you seeing that? That this, that that's that's it. Is it is a wisdom? Is a technology that exists? Uh, so so it's clear to you that that's why you can get born again without doing anything righteous. Because 
when, because Jesus Christ could die spiritually without committing any sin. So it's the same kind of transaction. So you without sinning, what, what, what recreated your, your dead spirit or our dead spirit is not the righteousness. Like Ephesians chapter 2 was speaking about it clearly. It's not of works, not that any man should boast, but it's the gift of God. Right? And what caused our spirits to be raised, which was dead in sin, were dead in trespasses and sin, is that they took the righteousness which another man did, that's Jesus Christ, but Jesus who was the son of Mary and Joseph, who was a man like you and I, who did righteousnesses in his soul, accumulated it all his life, all his time on the earth and finished it. Then they were able to take what he did and impute it into your own spirit, even though you didn't do anything, so that your spirit can be raised. And so in that same kind of transaction, they took all our sins when Jesus Christ was there on the cross and imputed it into his own spirit. And that's what killed him. And that's what made him go, go to hell. I don't know if I make, if I make that, if, uh, if that makes sense to you. So when, when he went to hell, that's where they broke, they defeated Satan. Because you know, it was very clear that this man should not be in hell. Because when they check the soul, normally men who come to hell, their spirits are dead. But when you check their soul, you will see all the works that kill their spirit. So that and all those works gives hell the legal right to hold them. When you say it's like a prisoner, they put a prisoner in prison. But if the prisoner feels I didn't really do anything wrong, he can appeal. His lawyer will be fighting for him outside. Because when you check all the check the works, check the works, this guy didn't do anything. He shouldn't be in there. And he can do the appeal after a while. If he wins the appeal based on his works, they will do the took at the evidence of his works. You'll see he released that guy. He's, he's not meant to be in that prison. He should come out. That's how it was with Jesus. When they had brought him there through divine arrangement, through our sin that killed the spirit, they now began to look at the soul, examine the soul. And I discovered that that kind of soul, hell cannot hold that kind of soul. Hell, it breaks the law of hell. That hell, the Bible speaks about it, that that it was impossible that he should be held by hell or by the grave, right? Because of the righteousness of his soul. And then because of that, the glory of God came and the glory of God raised up Jesus. So uh, just to to answer um, your question. um, So what I believe is that for the way it happened in Jesus is that um, um, and, Wes, and Brian, thank you for the light you brought. I just wanted to bring another side, you know, that maybe uh, you might not have considered. And another thing is that if Jesus Christ just transitioned from Adamic spirit and he never died and he just went into straight into Christ, then, then it means that there's, there will be no part of that story that redeems you. Right, that there will, be, there will be no part of that where they can identify you. That they had to make Jesus Christ descend to the depth where every man will, can descend to and then raise him up from that depth. That's what makes us able to, to be, be partakers of his, his, his resurrection because he was, he, he was raised from the place where our sin also who can carry us, can carry us to. I, mean, I don't know if you mind if that answers your question, your first question. Yes, um, sir. 
Okay. Um, but you still have your second question, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, but before that, Stephanie, Stephanie, you have your hands raised up. Um, go ahead, Stephanie. I think you're on mute in case you're speaking. Sorry. Yes, I was on mute. Thank you, sir. Um, so I wanted to clarify something because I know there is a scripture that says, um, in my mother's womb, in sin did my mother conceive me. So I wanted to ask how instantaneous is it for the spirit of a man to die before like, you know, when, before the spirit is resurrected after they are born again. So that as a child, for example, According to the scripture, I had always understood it to be that, I guess maybe as our parents, even in their genes, passed, passed it down to us, you know, sin is already automatically there. But then again, is it possible that a child, is like when the child is born, they're without sin for like a split second or some years. So yeah. I guess I want to just clarify that, sure. um, how instantaneous um, it is in terms of for that death of the spirit. And I guess the second thing I wanted to also add on, because I also felt that the reason maybe Jesus's case was different is because the seed that conceived him wasn't Joseph's. And it's because, you know, it was the Holy Spirit. So maybe that's why, um, you know, just tying into what we're talking about, his death wasn't from when he was a baby boy was even imputed as part of the I guess the sacrifice that he rendered for us um, mm. and just just even I guess while we're on that I, I was just thinking about in because you know in the priesthood or that when they wanted to bring lambs and animals and mm. they would use those as um, like goats and you know those will be the things that will be sacrificed for their sins so I'm not, I don't really have too much clarity how that ties to Jesus, but I just see like there is a parallel. Oh, praise God. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so I think that, that Old Testament one was just, I think it was just, it's just showing the concept of substitution, uh, which is what I was, I was just describing here, that substitution thing, which uh, which really applies that that the concept of the the scapegoat, right? Which you lay they lay hands on, or when it, when you're coming for bringing, doing their doing the atonement, right? They lay their hands on it, and then that scapegoat is they have to now take it outside the camp, and it has to be burnt outside the camp, right? So, is the is almost a type of the transfer of sin. So exactly what you just mentioned is the Old Testament. Um, 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 metaphor for what I was trying to explain, where sin can be transferred uh, to some, and then the the end of that sin transfer is death, which is what happens to that animal, and not just the death by by fire, which is a type of um, what hellfire does in terms of um, it's the destination of of sin. Uh -huh. So that scapegoat is a type. The Bible also speaks about that. That that's also a type of Jesus who bore our sin, you know, um, without, and they and they, they sent him outside, also without, and he bore our shame and everything. 
Um, so I, I believe that's what that uh, one is. That one is speaking to. Um, I think you also mentioned uh, the con. So you're speaking about the uh, concept of. Um, um, I don't. I don't remember the first part of what you asked. Now, can you remind me? Sorry, sir. So the first part was just tying to Emmanuel's initial question, where you know, for like a child now, um, is it like after a year? Okay, yes, also, yes. Okay, that part of a child. So how does that death of the of the spirit initially occur? Um, so I guess your question is, does it happen right away instantaneously? So I think that brings us to the question that you might ask, so sort of around the same neighborhood of that age of accountability, uh, which we, we saw in the manual. Um, I know, does anyone want to speak to that? Uh, we have our, our pastors here. Um, um, thank, thank you, Pastor Ceci. I think I see you. You're on the line. I know Pastor Bukumi is here. I know Pastor Femi is here. Uh, um, uh, Saz, I know you've been quiet, so I know you have you have things to say, most likely. <laughs> um, so please, uh, do you know? Does anyone want to? Um, anyone want to speak to this aspect of um, um, of the age of accountability and which is how the, the human spirit initially dies um, when it gets to that age or what is, how does it occur? Is it instantaneously or? Um, amen. Uh, we get the question, right? Yes, we did. Well, this here, but I see Pastor Bukumi on, on muted. Um, oh, no, Pastor Bukumi, please, sir. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. I, I omit to, to answer Pastor Jeff that uh, we, we, we heard the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, Okay, okay then. Uh, Wesley, you can go ahead and, and speak. Praise God. Okay, I was just putting my my two cents, and Pastor Bufumi will help me arrange it very well. Um, um, I just I'm just going back to the scripture. I believe Psalms fifty one. Okay. Verse five and six. I just I'll read verse five and six because. Uh, um, as I'm looking at the I'm looking at the scripture, I'm seeing how verse five. Um, David is almost um, speaking concerning the. Uh, I believe he's speaking concerning weakness of the body. Um, I, I see it almost as a cry. Verse five is weakness of the body, and um, verse six is what is expected of him in his soul. So he says, behold, I, I, was shaping, I was shaping iniquity in sin did my mother conceive me. Um, okay. Six says, behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part and in 
in the hidden parts that shall make me know wisdom. So I'm just I'm just playing with that, um, with those two um, those two verses, uh, and uh, I, I believe that that's what that is one of the things the devil has been able, <laughs> the, devil, the devil has been able to achieve over the years is that he has not only done it in the spirit of a man, um, he, he has been able to push it to the soul and eventually to the body, um, just so that um, when a man and a woman comes together, even before God sends the spirit and the soul to a body, um, mm-hmm. even before there is already a limitation um, of what that flesh can do. Um, I, I believe um, Pastor Femi mentioned that um, if they bring out your spirit from your body, that spirit will be God easily. It will flow with God. Um, but when they put it inside, if they put it back inside, it was just you know painting a picture that could help. If they yeah. put it inside your body, then you right. see a lot of limitation. So um, I, think, I think just that's, that part of responsibility, um, I, I don't, I don't know. But what I feel uh, is that there is, um, there is a when I believe when the baby starts has the ability to, you know, start re- taking thoughts. Let me put it that way, or reasoning, just like as a baby. Um, how they, how do they know, for example, that maybe when I cry, my mother will answer me. That is sinful. You know, you are, you are, you are trying to, you know, is is a thing that you've learned over time. But I think is also those things are, um, or maybe when they take something and who took it, they hide it. You know, how did they learn all those things? I believe is when they start, um, in which is in doing those things that eventually now kills their spirit because um, now they are they are accountable for their debts, let me see, because they've started taking thoughts, they've started learning things. It, it, and it can be fast, depending on the home that you're in. And as Brian stated earlier, and which I really agree with that, presence can make it last long. Presence can keep the spirit for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, while in some homes, lack of presence can make the spirit die very fast. Um, but at the end of the day, um, both is still a limitation of the body in which it's easier for the body to respond to evil thoughts than even good thoughts, even as a child. And I believe that's what David was trying to put out that how do you desire? No, it says that you desire um, wisdom in my hidden part, but hey, I was shaping in iniquity. So I almost see it as a cry. Um, so yes, sir, I just said, let me, let me put that down. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Um, okay, I'm seeing um, the day and Jews. Okay. And I'm it, seeing Pastor Femi also is in his hand. Okay. Uh, um, okay, Pastor, do you want to say, say something first? Uh, oh, you want to go first? Uh, yes, sir, you can. Oh, Okay, it's up to you. Do you want to say something first, sir? Or uh, well, uh, okay. Let me just quickly talk. Okay, um, so, so I just wanted to um, read a scripture where uh, Romans seven verse nine. Uh, Romans seven. Uh, let me see. I want to use King James. Uh, uh, hold on. 
sorry, my Bible. I'm using uh, what is okay, verse nine. I'll read from verse seven. Mm-hmm. God's law is holy. 11. What shall we say then? Is the laws, um, laws sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lost except the Lord had, had a law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Yeah. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. Yeah. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without law once. Yeah. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Yeah. So uh, Paul was saying this that I was alive before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then, like those, when the law came, the limitation of my of my body to respond to the law makes um, did something to my that my spirit man as a so, and it caused that spirit that was that. Now let, let me just re-emphasize re- that. Pastor Jeff said something. He said when we're coming from heaven, God cannot create a dead spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? And uh-huh. Satan does not create a child. Mm. Every child comes from God. Mm. So definitely, if every child is coming from God, every child must have come with a light from God. Mm. So there's no way, Satan does not create any child. So every child that comes from heaven came with a light. So this is what Paul was saying, that I was alive before. Now, the difference between we and Jesus, like we said before, is that when Jesus Christ was born, he was not born of the seed of man. So he um, was not a carrier of sin in that sense. Yeah. The, the sin he carried for him to die spiritually is that it, the sin of man was imputed on him. Yeah. And that was what made him die spiritually. So that's why he could actually, he, he could actually, actually um, impute righteousness on a man because he did not, um, he did not sin. But sin was imputed on him. So definitely he has the right to impute righteousness without sin too. Um, I mean, to impute righteousness, even um, to impute righteousness on a man, even after, uh, even if that man, uh, how would I put this statement? If, um, it's, okay, the day we got born again, he imputed the righteousness inside us, even though we had sin. And he had the right to do that and pay for our sin because when he was, when he died, he did not have any sin and they, he, he died spiritually because they imputed, it, did, it was not his, um, his sin that was put on him. So definitely he could pay for another man's sin. Uh-huh. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Now, yes. but we, when we were born, our body, our body um, had um, affinity, something like an affinity, because of the, the sin that we carried from Adam, our body had affinity for sin. But our spirit man, which, is the, which was the light that we came from heaven, Actually, it's not that it was dead like that. It was alive. Oh. But um, like we were saying, the, our, the way, the, when a child gets to the age of accountability, the child cannot, can now can plan sin on, in his own mind and commit it. Oh. That's the age of accountability. And oh. if he can plan sin in his mind, he will be accountable for it. Oh. So that's why a child that, um, that is a, uh, when it gets, a child gets to the age of accountability and he has not, he's not in the environment of uh, spiritual culture, 
you will see that as he's planning sin in his mind and committing it, something will happen. It does, it's not that it will happen in one day, but a time will come. It will get to a point where that light, that candle it came from, from heaven, they actually shut down. Mm. Because now he has gone to that point where he can plan his own sin, he can commit it. He mm. know, when, he was, when he was committing that sin, he knows what he was doing. Mm. It's not that he does not know what he was doing. It, you, and that, that's why you will see the, the way um, the way we, and God, God will help us that the way we look at our children is not the way God is looking at our children. And God will give us the spiritual eyes to actually help us see those things from our children at a young age. So a child, when a child gets, now it's not specific, it's not that at the age of eight, at the age of seven, it depends on the, the, yeah. the development of the child. Yeah. It depends on the development. As the child is developing and is able to articulate things, and articulate <laughs> sin and put it to practice. <laughs> that is where they can now begin to impute his own sin on him. Uh, like at the age of one, at the age of two, at the age of three, he cannot articulate things. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh, definitely, the, if that child does at that point, the Bible says the, the uh, children are the heritage of God. Uh, so when they get to hell, they will not take them to hell because there's no sin that they can account on him for. Uh, but when a child gets to age where he can think out things and actually implement it, and actually know what he's doing, they will start putting, because at that point, because he can think out sin and do it, he also knows that what he's doing is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why they call it the age of accountability. So yes. as a man is putting that into practice and putting it to practice and put, as that child is putting it to practice, because there's no, uh, because, of, because, um, because uh, the, the, the sin is now being imputed on him and imputed on him, that it, will, it will kill, let, let me let me let me use let me for lack of word let me use the word imputed because yeah. he's doing it and he's doing what he's doing what he knows to do. Um, it was, it, when so that point of dying is that uh, the candle that I came with from heaven we actually shut down and we need to, for that thing to be awakened or resurrected it needs to be born again. So I think that's one thing that we need to the separation we need to um, to 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 actually see that. Truly, truly, the body came up with a, a, a way where it has affinity for sin and it can actually commit sin. When, when things of sin appear before him, he can take it and actually um, um, and put it to practice. But if there's a spiritual culture around the child, when the child gets born again, um, the, that, that, also, that, can, that light that it comes with, um, it comes with from heaven, can actually come to the point where he can actually, when he believes Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, he cannot become a new creature without actually dying at all. But if a child get to um, a, but but definitely, I don't, I, I, this is the areas that are a little gray that I'm even a little careful about. But we should understand the fact that a child, when just what I just want to say is that a child when he gets to the age of accountability, and he cannot commit sin by himself, and he can account for his sin, the sin will be imputed on him, and that's why that's that can do a conflict from ever we actually shut down. I think that's just what I want to say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, sir. Uh, awesome, awesome. Okay. Um, I'm seeing, seeing Pastor Bukumi as well. Um, although we still have the Ade Andrews, um, although the uh, hand is down, I don't know if that means there's no more question or. Um, do you still have a question? Okay. Mm. Prophet me, Sister Blessing, no? Okay. 
Uh, Pastor, please go ahead. Pastor Bukumi. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Um, yes. Um, I just wanted to just uh, add to what Pastor Femi um, said, and also what you have been saying. I, I'm, I'm trying to find <clears throat> a, a scriptural background, but I haven't yet found one I can use. But the one that is just, or oh, let me say where I want to start from is from where I believe Wesley uh, stopped, or the, the scripture you read. And talking about um, in sin did my you know, father conceive me. Um, I, I wanted to mention the aspect of when it comes to the, the age of accountability. It's 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 a little um um because the thing is it's it's a little bit um like Pastor Femi said it's a little bit gray <laughs> in the sense in the sense that you, you can't really tell exactly at what point uh, a child might have come into accountability, except the child starts exhibiting uh, certain things that shows they have come to that age. But at that time, it's already, the, the child is already there. Um, but there's, there's a whole lot of things that forms the raising of a child. And like Pastor, Pastor Jeff said, um, God wouldn't send a, a corrupt or a dead, a, a, a corrupt being to the earth. It won't, it won't send something that is bad, which means that at some point, something must have shifted. And there are, there are also sides of scriptures we're looking at from um, also, uh, no, there, there are a few things Pastor Jeff mentioned also. And um, part of it was that in Adam, Right, sin passed upon all men, so we can't um, we can't neglect that in the sense that that also has a, a role to play in the in the life of a child. So, and combining that with the scripture that says in sin did my father conceive, I believe I know there's been some thought around that that just because the father and the mother consummated together, that's a sinful act uh, because it's canal, therefore the child is born. But I mean that that's not really. I don't believe that's what it's really saying. I mean, when it's saying sin, I believe to some degree, uh, it's the it's talking about the the sinful or the the, the sin nature at work in the parent, um, which is yet. And of course, if you look at that time, uh, the, there's Jesus. You know, when for, um, David was talking, I mean, Jesus is not here yet. I mean, just seeing that factor of Everybody that came into the world sin passed upon them. So it's not as if they came with sin, with sin. So sin passed upon them by the reason of what Adam did. And if you trace that work, we will find it in the soul. Oh. So the work that Adam did is in the soul, right? That is, it is evident of course, the spirit died. What is which where it is very very prevalent or what is seen is the soul, and and there's also I'm seeing a relationship between the spirit and the soul that I can't yet tell, but maybe you know Pastor Jeff or anybody can help us in that area, but it's almost like the the spirit has it light and it's almost as if the soul itself is a light and it's on its own, um, and there is a there is a trade off between the soul and the spirit. So 
the sin that was the, the child was conceived in is talking about the potential or the inheritance of the sinful nature which the child can carry. Um, and that's, for example, see, and, uh, that, that area talking about inheritance, right? Um, there, is, there is the aspect of, you know, you give it to a child and then it's just start, start exhibiting certain traits that the parent have. You'd be wondering, I mean, so I see the, the parent went into the womb and started training the child. So it means that the, to some degree, there's a, there's, there's, there, is a, there is a transfer because it's, I mean, it's gene. There's a transfer of life upon the soul in that aspect. But as we know it, God sent uh, a good a good child into the world. Then as the child begins to grow, they, begins to, they begin to exhibit certain traits. So for example, as they begin to give room to some of the expressions of sinful natures, which by chance they just happen to inherit, over time, they be, especially when those things are not dealt with, over time, the spirit will eventually die. Oh. But at what point that happens, we don't know. And, and also looking at the aspect of the upbringing of the child oh. has a lot to do with curbing sinful natures. Now, it's possible because maybe because we are, we are not full, we don't have the sight to full, fully see all sides of sin to be able to remove it from a child. Maybe that potential, maybe there's some little left, but you can see different children grow cultured, right? just different aspects that maybe, you know, sight as like, that, that, that's where I'm seeing in the sense that maybe, maybe we haven't seen or that things that maybe haven't been addressed under the environment or, or under the spiritual atmosphere that is able to wrestle with things, which means, I mean, it's possible that maybe God, or let me put it this way. I believe if Jesus will raise a child, it's highly possible that Jesus can raise a child that does not <laughs> have sin based on his, on his side, what, what he has. What, I mean, of course, he has no sin. He knows how to deal with sin. So it's possible that if Jesus singularly just raised a child, parent a child from birth, it's possible that Jesus can, you know, remove everything. But that area of age of accountability, I'm, I'm just seeing um, where at what point did the child die? I would say as the child grows and then it begins to give in to um, the sinful nature. So for example, at, at some point the child might grow to the point where it can start thinking out sin. I mean, that point, it just means that there are some things that are settled in the child. And also there are also external factors like the world where the child is the things that that is speaking to that is reinforcing things in the child to learn certain things take some things refuse some things take some things refuse some things so eventually it's possible that the child can come into debt in their spirit you know, based on just that relationship between the spirit and the soul and the the inheritance of death that is passed upon all, uh, all men. I don't, I don't know if that uh, helped a bit, but i leave it to <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you. Can we appreciate our pastors for helping us uh, a bit? You know, I was saying that um, this area is a bit, this is a bit uh, uh, difficult 
to to um, to divide, you know, <clears throat> uh, these things that uh, occurred here. Um, but we thank God. I believe God has given us um, some some light today um, to to look at this thing. Um, that that last question. Um, so this last one about age of accountability. I think a lot has been a lot has been said, um, and I think our pastors did a lot of justice to. I just to summarize the, that area, uh, Pastor Femi really established um, the concept of um, why uh, uh, the concept of a child being alive first coming, and then he used the scripture of Romans chapter seven, where Paul said, "I was alive once, and then I, I died." He said that sin took occasion by the commandment, and by it slew it slew me. Aha, uh-huh. so. He established that. So the only thing was that maybe this age of accountability, I think that was part of the question that was asked, is like maybe when is it, I think. And then the main question actually was, is it the process of uh, dying? Um, like how did a child's spirit die? Is it like maybe a process of maybe disobeying, disobeying after a while he dies or how? how is it? How does it happen? Um, um, I think Pastor... Pastor Bukumi is pretty much establishing that um, it's, it seems like the, there might be more light um, concerning that, but um, we also have to be careful not to overstep and make maybe a firm conclusion unless there's so much evidence you know, from scripture. And I, I, fully, I fully agree with that. Maybe a last thought I, I will just say about this because our time is up. Um, is um, maybe going back to that Psalm 51 where um, where Wesley read is a is an insightful psalm. I love it too. Um, this was David. This was the psalm of David. You know, after he has sinned and all that, he began to pray this prayer. And you know, David has a kind of sight to him. It was a, it was something a spirit within him, which is almost a New Testament sort of spirit that made him speak in this kind of way. But um, he said, he was saying that, uh, that, was, that was five Yeah, he was saying that, behold, I was shaping iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. I think we should be careful with this place here. And like uh, some of the other pastors mentioned, that people have taken conclusions, made conclusions about this. But uh, this scene here, um, I I do to be honest, I don't really see this scene here having even anything to do with David himself. Sorry, with David himself. David wasn't talking about sin with respect to himself. He was talking about sin with respect to his mother. That's what he was saying. So what he was just saying was, what state was my mother in when she conceived me? Uh-huh. So, and I, to be honest, I'm not, I don't even believe that this verse by itself is even telling us that maybe sin was passed to him or sin. I feel like that concept of the body having feeling the impact of sin is a different whole concept which we have seen already. We saw it in chapter one, and the impact of you know man falling. I would say, of course, the body came into weakness 
um, where, you know, an eyewitness results in more tendency to, you know, to align even genetical response, genetic response to things and our, even has to do with our, our appetites and our, our feelings, our things that are rooted in there. We know that those things came from culturing of generations and generations that eventually resulted in, in gene tampering with our genes that, and all of that. So we've seen that already. Uh, that uh, of course, when you see, when a baby is born, there's something about the genes of that baby um, that that came from, and this is proven. It's proven even in biology. There's something called genetic modification that happens due to due to um, how a person lives. So as you are living physically, there's a way you can. There are some genes that can get activated, and there are some genes that can actually, you know, shift properties and all of those things through how you live as a person. So that is established. But looking at this particular scripture, I don't think this scripture is even talking about same passing from mother to child in that, but that way. I believe what David is just saying, the way you have to see it is look at the first statement. He's talking about he was shaping. That was shaping. He's talking about how they raised him. Right? It was when they were shaping his, I believe when he was, the condition of the atmosphere, the environment where he was shaped was that of iniquity. And it was saying that even his mother was in sin when he was conceived. That what conceived means when, when she conceived him, right? That, you know, a conception, uh, like the sex, um, when sex happens between a man and a woman and they conceive, well, we know that, that that's why the act of sex is so powerful because the act of sex is so powerful that it can call a spirit from, from God to come down. Uh, to the earth so but that's what conception is so conception just means that when his mom was doing that when they did that conception to bring him that his, his mother was in sin so and of course it's that scene that was his mother had which was around it could have been him could have been referring to sin in her soul which was which would translate into the atmosphere the environment in which he was raised and all that so i believe that's what um, he was actually speaking about here. So um, now what, what you then realize um, is that if a child is born into this sort of environment and, and the real problem, what really makes a child um, die is not mainly just maybe his, the genetic issue. It's not that. I believe it is really um, the it is really the environment, like Pastor uh, Pastor Femi was speaking, and the other pastor was saying, is that environment which, when they are they are growing, they are growing, they are growing. After a while, when they they come to a point where that so-called age of accountability, and that so-called age of accountability, um, is. The way I would describe it, let me see by the spirit. I thank you, Jesus. So the age of accountability is the age when a person's soul can make a decision that has spiritual significance. That's the age of accountability. Is the age when a person in their in their soul in their will can make a decision that has spiritual, it's not every single decision that a little child is making that has spiritual significance, but there is something, there's a kind of decision 
that has spiritual significance. And the way I'm seeing it in my heart, that age of accountability is like that time. I'm sorry, I just want to say this and then we can go. You know, we are like 11 minutes past. Um, is and I see a little child growing, a little child growing, and then the child maturing in their mind, maybe beyond age three, age four, age five, the mind is still growing and growing and, and developing. I'm seeing the child. Sorry, someone needs to mute. And then motion um, amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Um, yes, so, so what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a child growing, and then the child getting to the point that age of accountability is when the, is when the child can see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When the, when the child can see that tree, it's not easy to see that tree. Like when I watch my daughter now, I can see my, I can tell my daughter, she can be stubborn. She can be, uh, you know, she can be disobedient sometimes to me and she can do some things that are not good. But I can tell that my daughter doesn't, is still innocent in terms of she can't yet see that tree. What I mean is that she cannot yet see what the world is offering. She can't see the what the world is offering to her soul. She can't see that yet. She can't consider. She has is still limited in her concept of things. <laughs> like some of those things, like things like glory. See all those things that Eve, that Satan was preaching to Eve. Can a child understand such things? Ah, this is a tree to make one wise. That you understand good and evil, good for food. All those things. <laughs> those kind of things. Yeah, those are language of glories. Things that <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but there will be an age, a little an age when a child can conceptualize such a thing. And those are the things that are the evil that that war that are in this world. And it's at that age, I believe, once a child can see, and if the child stretches their hand, the hand of their soul, and takes that fruit and bites it, I believe that no child will do that without their spirit dying. And, and that thing is an inward, is a soul thing. Some of these things. Is that just say, is it once, is it twice? Is that why I believe that that thing, it means something. Um, I believe the more, it might take a lot of spiritual um, development to almost see the way God sees, to know when a child will stretch their hand to, to take what the world is offering inside of them. And that way, if they are doing disobedience, whatever they are doing, they won't be just innocently anymore, that they have seen something. Uh-huh. And apart from only that, there must also be an aspect of them going against a, a law in their conscience, which God has put in there. We see that from the book of Romans, that God puts something inside the conscience of every soul, right? Uh-huh. And so that thing is, is also uh, something that, sh- that is also an, a sort of inward counsel to a child uh, that this thing is not right to, to take this posture towards on, in life or towards things. But there's a way so a child can stretch their hand forth and still take it. And, and that. so I don't know when that age happens, but um, I think it's, it's more better for us to understand the concept. That's the most important thing. And when we understand the concept, the Lord will help us and give us grace. Those of us who are going to have children, those who have already, those who have very soon, um, the Lord will give you uh, the grace to create an environment and where 
you can train up a child properly, right? And because of that, the um, it might be difficult to completely seal the child from the the message of the world, the preaching of the world, because the world will continue to preach that tree. That's what the world is meant is meant to do. Uh, but um, the Lord will help us because we know that it, the consequence of the tree is not just only the death of the spirit. We know that even when a child is dies in their spirit, and maybe after maybe some some years or some months, even if they then give their life to Christ and get born again and their spirit gets recorrected, re, uh, recreated, that that's not really the main main thing. That tree is still a problem. Uh, so you see that age, that particular age of accountability is not really the main point to really stay on. The key thing is to is to create an environment by God's grace, and God will help us. An environment that that, that where there's constant hostility against what the world is saying, and it, and what and if we, the Lord can help us to do that, our children will be safe. But even if uh, we know that. I don't know whatever journey they might take, even if this, their spirit dies for a time after they were accepted the Lord Jesus. But one thing we know is that they, if the Lord helps us uh, to live like by God's grace, we will not be counted among like David's mom uh, who, who brought forth a child, you know, and conceived a, a child in sin. That God will help us by God's grace to, um, you know, come into a place where. We, when we are, when it's time to begin to call spirits from heaven, and and begin to give us children that will have an environment where the Lord can shape in their soul, not in iniquity, but shaping them in righteousness, uh, the Lord will help us. I pray that, that um, all we have learned today, that um, whatever spiritual import, whatever spiritual blessing, uh, the Lord, you know, I believe the Lord led us in our conversation uh, tonight uh, to touch these things and. Um, but that the Lord will just release the blessing of these uh, thoughts to our heart. Um, there's some of us that some of these thoughts will move you even further into some deeper meditation that will help you. There are some things that, there's something beautiful about considering this. We are we are we are around the story of redemption of seeing the new birth. Very there's no better, more awesome, powerful story than the story of this concept of recreation and, and bringing us back from the dead and resurrection and the new creation. I bring you pray that, I pray in the name of Jesus that um, for the thoughts that have been spoken tonight under the inspiration of the spirit, they will be, that they will be empowered by the Holy Ghost in our lives. That none of this seed of this understanding, no light that has come forth in any heart tonight will, will diminish and die, but rather to turn into a great seed I will be soon within us and I will bring forth plenty even for us in the name of Jesus. I thank you because, Lord, even light, this light that has come is making war with darkness. There are some of us, some darknesses that have hid, been hidden in our soul due to some wrong concept or misunderstanding concerning the realities of the new creation. I pray that the power of these realities will begin to work and will begin to operate even beyond the realm of your consciousness that you'll begin to operate even in your life. And I pray for every one of you, the Lord will release the power of the new birth. And it will not just be just even a story of scripture, but it will become a reality which you will embody even on the, in this life and on this earth. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory tonight. We bless your holy name. Thank you for making our minds open 
Thank you for making our understanding fruitful. Thank you for giving direction and utterance and for skill and for everyone that has spoken tonight. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless Amen. you. Um, so we'll see you again next week. By God's grace, we'll be moving on to the next uh, chapter. Uh, uh, please, uh, which talks about faith, I believe. Let me see. Uh, which is faith towards God. And um, it will be another blessed time with the Lord. Uh, God bless you. Have a good night.